Welcome to Inside the Bubble. Today I have the amazing Zubi Ahmed and Adam Amawala. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. us. Yay, I'm so excited. Two, two we practiced that. Yeah. <laughs> three brown people. I don't know why I said two brown people. It's two and a half. Two and a half. <laughs> We're going to have our own show called Two and a Half Brown People. <laughs> um, how is everyone? You guys look amazing. No one yes, can we see do. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a tux and uh, Zuby has <laughs> got a cocktail have, dress on. <laughs> I have a full face of makeup and <laughs> yes, teal cocktail dress. <laughs> and I am in a PBR tank top as always. This is, <laughs> this is the unofficial. I wish PBR would sponsor me. I could be their first brown girl. They just, no one listens to the podcast. So, hey. I feel like PBR <laughs> is already kind of the unofficial sponsor of comedy in general. That's true. Yeah, PBR and is it Bud Light or Budweiser? Which one's the shitty one? Bud, Bud Heavy. Bud Heavy. Yeah, like Bud, Budweiser. PBR and Well Whiskey are the official sponsors. Yes, PBR and Well Whiskey. Dad jokes. Always. <laughs> what, what was the dad joke? That's what it's called. Bud Heavy? Is it called Bud Heavy? Wait, no. I thought that was a dad joke. I did not think you were being serious. What is up with these people from Muslim households who don't know what Bud Heavy is? What um, is Bud Heavy? Excuse me, I've never heard of alcohol before. <laughs> Bud Heavy. Oh, but I am not the first person to say Bud Heavy. That's like a known. You can poll people. Ask any white person you know what Bud Heavy is. Oh, white people, of course they know what Bud Heavy is. That's like, I don't know. I feel like that's like at white weddings, probably. I don't know. What it yeah, it's like those over the top cans that literally just have like a flag on them. Like every year, Bud oh. Heavy has like America cans and people drink them on the 4th of July. Hmm. Well, I didn't celebrate the 4th of July. You learn something new every day. Yeah. (laughs) Who did, really? Well, Bud Heavy, the unofficial sponsor of Inside the Bubble podcast. (laughs) Um, Well, so this week, I feel like we had some really exciting playoff games. Um, I jumped on the Bucks bandwagon um, Mm -hmm. only because because I... The, yeah, yeah, because of the protest. <laughs> <laughs> the strike. <laughs> the strike, yeah. Honestly, if the Celtics had, if there was a team that I hated that decided to strike first, I would really reluctantly have to be like, I guess they're great. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad it was a team I was apathetic about. So I was like, yay, I like the Bucks now. Um, but then, yeah, the Bucks versus Heat, and I was like, oh, I'm so for this team. And they lost game one, so now I'm reconsidering, and maybe I'll jump on another bandwagon. I'm <laughs> you guys all for bandwagon. They, they, they lost game one in the first round, too, and then they figured they did. it out. So I think they'll, they'll be fine. Jimmy Butler is a beast, though. There yeah, was a- I fucking love Jimmy Butler. I, I know nothing about him. So he's they- so slept on. So, did you know that he put, he once, like, someone put up an article that said he, like, took out his rear view mirror because he said never look back? Well, that's <laughs> just dangerous driving, but I appreciate the spirit of it. So irresponsible. It's so dumb. <laughs> well, but so, I, I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I remember when he was playing for the Bulls with uh, yeah. Derek Rose, and he yeah. was so good, like... 2012 2013 I think like he was just so good but like he I guess like the team wasn't like you know so like good yeah no they I mean basically what happened was because this is I'm I'm a Bulls Bulls fan so you both are are you Chicago person (laughs) yeah you didn't know that no, 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 I'm saying, like, obviously, like, oh. anyone from Chicago who's not a fan of the Bulls is, like, just, like, what? Like, how? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, like, right. you see Adam's like Chicago Cubs stuff everywhere. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, you're exactly. <laughs> Of course Ordinarily, you would see Chicago. a gi- a gigantic like Chicago Bears thing behind me, but I had to had to take it down for a little self tape. You know, they they get they get weird about having a, a gigantic growling bear <laughs> behind you when you submit for things. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Butler was on that Bulls team that like almost knocked the Heat out of the playoffs when the Heat were like the Heat with the big three. Um, but at that time, Butler was like a role player. He was like a defensive specialist who didn't even get that much playing time. And then yeah. Tom current new coach of the Knicks, Tom uh, Thibodeau, just like ran him into the ground. And then Rose got hurt. And then by the time Rose came back, it was like Jimmy Butler's team. And they didn't really know how to figure out like what the dynamic was. So then I think that's why he ultimately got traded. Was yeah. like, he, Butler wanted to be the guy. And then it was like when Tracy McGrady and Vince Carter were in Toronto. Like you can't Oh my have, God, that was, yeah. Two that, <laughs> you can have two alphas if it's like two women, they could get along. Men, on the other hand, just kidding. <laughs> Wait, so growing up, your favorite teams. Um, so, Adam, for you, was it Chicago? Oh, yeah. I grew up like half an hour outside of Chicago in the 90s. So, like, it oh, wasn't damn. even an option. Yeah. Did you ever go to games? Nope. Never went to, never went to a game. I got to see Jordan once um, in person, but that was after we had already moved to New Jersey. So, we saw him in, uh, in New Jersey. It is, uh, I will tell you a brief story, though. It is the result of one of the, or the cause of like one of the only screaming matches I can remember my parents getting into was about going to a game because we like didn't have money and there was no way for us to go to a game. So this one time my dad came home from work and this was in like the peak of my Bulls obsession. And he like walks through the door and he's like, I have tickets to the Bulls game. And somehow in his mind, all he wanted to do is communicate to me that he was going to go with like someone from work and he thought I would be excited for him. But what it actually made me think was he was taking me to a Bulls game because why wouldn't (laughs) I think that? And then I was completely like, you know, despondent and sobbing. And my mom got really mad at him for like, why would you walk in and say that and not expect him to think you were taking him to a Bulls game? Wait, that's really funny and so mean. But also, I I, I get your dad being like, they're going to be happy for me. I would have been like, Right, that's such like a brown brown dad thing to like not realize. Like, no, he's not going to be happy for you that you get to go to a game. He wants to go to a game because he's eight and that's his dream of life. (laughs) Oh my God, wait, so did your mom, did he just, he ended up going, right? He wasn't like, yeah. Okay. He got to like go hang out in like a luxury box with somebody from MetLife and I was just at home crying. Oh my God. <laughs> he comes back with Aww. pictures on his phone or maybe at the time on a <laughs> camera. <have>? Yeah. <laughs> he like brings like those like Nokia cameras. He's like, look <laughs> at him. <laughs> He didn't have Nokia's then either. I don't know. He had the disposable cameras, and then um, Adam would see the pictures a week later after they were sure. developed. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, Zuby, what about you? Uh, also, Chicago Bulls fan. Um, I, unlike Adam, was actually in Chicago. <laughs> wow! So. All right. No, oh, no love shit. for Aurora. Yeah, for, no love wait, for Aurora. Okay. When were you in Chicago? I was born in Chicago, and I moved uh, to New York oh. in, the, in the first grade. So, um, yeah, my my toddler years were all about the Bulls. My my dad and my uncles loved the Bulls. And I remember, I think like, even at a young age, you, you as a brown girl recognize the dynamic of a dad and, and daughter or whatever. And like, you like, like, there's just like this unspoken, like, barrier between you, right. And the only time 
that that like barrier would come down is when we would watch a Bulls game. So that's why I love the Bulls so much. And when we would watch a Bulls game or watch the Three Stooges together. <laughs> Complete opposites. I like that though. <laughs> Wait, that's how I feel. I feel like sports and, and for like, yeah, with like brown women too, like with my dad, even now sometimes I'll just quietly sit next to him and it'll be some sort of game or like cricket that's on. If it's cricket, then he's like really enthused and he's like, look at what's yeah. happening. I'm like and nothing. Soccer, yeah. It's yeah. 12 hours of this shit. Like nothing has happened. Um, but yeah, that's like, I kind of also did the same thing when I was younger. I just sit with my dad and like, we would watch games and yeah. it was just, like, and that's, really nice. Yeah. And he was like, so into it. He, he moved to, uh, to America when he was like 21 and like, came to call it came to school here and then like he learned everything about like sports so that he could like communicate with like non brown people about you know right like sports so he wanted that I mean I don't think that he really wanted that for me but like he didn't um he passed it down like he was like I want to like I want you Mm. to understand what this is because basketball is one of the greatest games in the world you know so it's funny. I feel like I like passed it up to my dad. Like my dad had no interest in sports. And then I as a kid, was so obsessed with the bulls that like he got into the bulls because of me. And it's the same sort of thing where like, I have so many great memories of watching those like iconic bulls teams with my parents and my sister. And then because of the fact that I was home with them for like lockdown to get to watch the last dance with them was super cool because it was like all of my memories of the bulls are like watching games with them. Um, yeah. so to, it was, it was kind of cool. It was a nice. I love that moment. you, you passed it up to your dad and he still went to the game before you. <laughs> he wasn't like, thanks son. <laughs> Thank you. He was just like, Hey, me, my coworker. <laughs> Thank you for teaching me what I love. <laughs> it's true. But he also is, is responsible for me getting a Michael Jordan autograph. So I got to give him credit Ooh, for that. Hell yeah. He had a connect with some guy from work and I wrote, I wrote Michael Jordan, Jordan, a poem and it, uh, it eventually got to him. <laughs> Wait, you wrote Did Michael you Jordan the poem? <laughs> Wait, what was in the poem? I need to know. This is. I, and how I old have, were you? You weren't like fifteen writing. <laughs> no, I was. This was actually last year. Yeah. Uh, I said, yeah. No, I. <laughs> I have it. We posted it uh, recently, so I'll 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 share it with you, or I can or I can do a dramatic reading of it. But um, yeah, please, so I I think I was do. like seven seven or eight, and. I wrote this poem and then it somehow like got to Michael Jordan through his foundation and um, he sent me an autograph. And then when Jordan retired, NPR, well, one of his retirements, when he, when he left the Bulls the final time, NPR was doing this thing about like, does anyone have like a cool Michael Jordan story? And so unbeknownst to me, my mom like reached out to NPR and then I got to read my poem on NPR as like a 12 year old. That's so cool. <laughs> so this that is, is this so is, sweet. This is what it says. <laughs> I have the poem. So uh, <laughs> seven, seven, seven years old. Okay, ready? This is, what I wrote. this is the letter that I wrote. Dear Michael Jordan, I practice basketball a lot. I'm trying to get as good as you. It's pretty hard to do, but I don't think I'll get as good as you are in a million years. I have a poem for you I made. It goes, I love the way you fly. It's like you're in the sky. I love the way you slam. I love the way you jam. It's like you're on a dare. You just come out from anywhere. I love the way you steal. You're better than Shaquille (laughs) (laughs) O'Neal. I love the way you jump. 
It's like you have a special pump. Just maybe you're a little bit light. You glide through the air in perfect flight. I hope you like my story, but I wish there was just a bit more. Oh, look at and that. Then, I was very smart. And then I write, <laughs> Uh, once this is my this is how I wrap up the letter once I had a dream that I was on the Bulls and I kept making shots at the end of the game you invited me to your birthday party your friend Adam oh <laughs> P.S. I'm still trying to get as good as you that's so are you as good cute. as him yet <laughs> I'm close I'm close I want and, to and he takes that very personally yeah <laughs> <laughs> he checks up on you <laughs> He'll rewrite the poem and be like, no, I remember the time that he tried to like come after me and I'm going to destroy his life. <laughs> Wait, he would, actually... Michael Jordan would, he would dunk on a seven. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Wait, this is such a cute poem. And also wait, you were seven or 12 when you wrote it? Seven. seven. Then I, as when I was older, I got to like read that poem from when I had been younger on NPR because Jordan retired. Oh my God. I, I can't like... find the recording. I've been trying to like look for it. It's got to be in some archive somewhere. It's like uh, 1998. I feel after this, I might be a creep and try to find it and just, I'll send it to you. Um, wait, so would Jordan be one of your, is Jordan like your favorite player? Or who is, yeah. for both of you, like who's your favorite all time and why? Yeah, I mean, it's such a cliche, but it's Jordan for sure. Yeah, it's, it's like, I don't, I, I think it's because of all the sentiments of the Chicago Bulls and like their championships and stuff like that from the 90s and it just carries over. I just can't, like, it's something that's just so hard to let go of. Like, I, I we watch other players all the time. Like, of course, like, LeBron James is amazing, mm -hmm. but in my head, I'm just like, no, Michael Jordan, forever. Yeah. <laughs> well, there it's, like a, it's like your first love, isn't it? It's like, the if, if that's the reason, so, no, really, but, like, if that's the reason that you love basketball, it's always going to have a special place in your heart because, like, my my first context for for what basketball even was was michael jordan mm -hmm. right so yeah and also That's like i think in retrospect like i'm just very grateful that i even got to watch that yeah like i'm glad i'm old enough that i got to like the second three championships i didn't i wasn't old enough to watch the first three that they won but like i feel super lucky that i was alive to see that right yeah well like so I like I saw the obviously with everyone else saw the Jordan doc um he is insane I think he's like a healthy amount of no he's an unhealthy amount of insane but like I was talking yeah. to Niles Abstin on the last episode about this but there's like very few people who are that great um mm -hmm. so you have to sometimes invent stories in your head to be that great <laughs> there's just like you have to have something that's going to keep you going because I'm like Niles and I talked about how like Kobe Bryant learned how to speak French to trash talk Tony Parker, like all these like insane <laughs> things that some of these guys yeah. do. Um, but they all have like really dope legacies. So um, what would you want your legacy to be? Like, what do you want people to remember you by? Zuby, you go. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, I think my, I, I would like my legacy to be that um she's old that I've always been like fun to be around honestly like that's I've I think that since I was I mean like all kids like all all kids just like want to have fun but like I think my biggest like thing is in thing in life is that I just want to have fun and to spread fun even if it's like in a serious situation where we're like I, like I, I don't know I, I just want I, yeah I just want everyone to have fun 
So you, yeah, I, you do come across. <laughs> Zuby's at funeral. She's like, I just want everyone to have fun right now. Okay? We're, we're going to have a good time. We're jamming out. <laughs> I think that that makes sense. Like I also, like I would want people to think of me as someone who's like a little less, like I'm not like dramatic and just like someone who like goes with the, yeah. the flow of life or whatever. Like I know that there are times where I, I can get like, you know, very, I mean, when, when it's like about serious situations, you know, about race and like, Which obviously, and all yeah. this. like, obviously, like I will go into my red rage, <laughs> but, but outside of that, I think, uh, all I want is for people to remember me as someone who was fun. Hell yeah. Nice. That should um, be like a, is that a job? Like a professional fun fun creator i think a clown adam <laughs> yeah i was gonna say are you are you on are you on fiverr as a professional bringer of fun um, let me bring you joy for ten dollars an hour <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean i think at various times i've wanted different things like obviously like professionally as a, as a comic like you want people to like still be listening to your material or, or like um you know, just the idea that like you could create something that people would still appreciate um, in the future like that that's what I think is like <laughs> objectively cooler about music than comedy is like the idea mm -hmm. that you could be somebody who wrote like one hit song in 1965 and people are still like vibing to it 50 years later is that's so cool to me and I don't like I don't know that comedy really does that but like you know when I think about the the comedy that I'm into or like you know listening to Mitch Hedberg or something someone who died like 15 years ago and that's still part of my life and part of people's lives I feel like professionally that would be like a really cool thing. But yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of more along like the lines of what Zuby said, like the way I live my life within comedy and just the world is like, I want to, I want to be somebody who like makes other people feel good and like just have a good energy around people. And I think, I hope that that's how, how I'm remembered is like, man, he was like, he was a good dude. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you both, um, I've like, it's, I like both of you a lot. I think you both bring that energy, which is why, like, honestly, the people I've had on the podcast are people who I'm like, I want to get to know them better. And they're just like cool people that other people want to listen to because they have good <laughs> vibes. Like I've had like some friends be like, oh, this person was really great. Like they just had a fun vibe. And I'm like, that's exactly what they wanted their legacy to be. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hell have a yeah. fun vibe. Here, um, lies, here lies Zuby. She was dope. Yeah. <laughs> I want I want my my tombstone tombstone to say Zubi Ahmed fun bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now we're just getting darker and darker. It's like well I want my funeral to be <laughs> in the middle. There of must be a DJ and an uprising. Yeah, there must I definitely be a DJ. <laughs> I definitely want them to play that uh, the Bulls intro music when I when at my funeral. <laughs> Michael Jordan. <And> now. <laughs> Oh God, that would be, I, I have it in my head too. That's like, it's playing in my head. Um, do you guys have actually like, cause I, watching The Last Dance, um, a few comics or a few people who aren't into basketball afterwards were like, yeah, like it's so awesome and intense, the music. And I'm like, you do know that they put together clips and put music behind it and took the best moments of the game. <laughs> like, you know how documentaries work? <laughs> how film works? Because I had a friend who, she was like, she watched the documentary and then she was just like, yeah, I was watching a game and it was like kind of different. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I was like, oh. um, but do you have a favorite game in your head or a favorite moment that you were like, holy shit, this is one of the best things I've seen 
Um, like for example, I always like reference this and I'm so sorry for the three people who actually listen, but I do remember like the Kings Lakers, like uh, 2001, like series that was so when the king when the kings got got robbed yes exactly (laughs) the shaq kobe whatever was it three p or whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck they were doing um i know like people have talked about like the Cavs winning in 2016 um just because of like the sheer emotional intensity of that moment where lebron james just on, on the floor crying but do you have like a game that's specific in your mind i can't remember dates or anything um, important like that. But um, I, I think like in what, 2012 or 13, when Derek Rose uh, got his, like got injured, I think really badly for the first time. And we knew like he was not coming back for a long time, I guess. I was like, yeah. oh, because I think at that point, like, you know, after, after the 90s, the, the Chicago Bulls, like, you know, that whole thing about, what what made Chicago Bulls kind of like die down, right? And everyone was kind of just like, well, will we ever have the Bulls the way they were mm-hmm. before, right? And I feel like with Derrick Rose and Jimmy Butler, I kind of, I feel like, I don't know, Adam, if you felt this way, but like, I felt like, oh, this might be the the next comeback of the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. And then when Derrick Rose got injured, I was like, <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I completely agree with that, and and I like I have as much love for that Bulls team as I do for the like pretty much as I do for the Jordan Bulls, especially because I got to appreciate it as an adult. Um, but like, it was just one of those perfectly assembled teams that I really think if if Rose doesn't get hurt, like I I can see them and the Heat being like every single year in the conference finals, just battling it out. Um, yeah. Because they, it was just like that perfect collection. So you have like Rose and Butler. Then you have Joakim Noah as the guy who's just like bugging yeah. the shit out of everybody yeah. and like trying harder than everybody on the court. And then all those role guys like, you know, Ronnie Brewer and those people who like weren't that good anywhere else, but just fit into that team really well. And I think it is a, like a dramatic analogy, but it, I, I go back to like the first love thing. Like when you, when you have that first experience, there's part of you that's like, I'm never going to care about anybody or anything as much as this group of people. And so growing up a Bulls fan or even as a huge Cubs fan, like I didn't think I'd love a Cubs team as much as a team with Sammy Sosa. But then like when a new group of people come in, you I I think it takes that next like special group to make you realize like, oh, yeah, I can be as invested in something as I was Mm -hmm. the first time around. So, yeah, I mean, I think some of my more recent memories that I really that mean a lot are involved like that Derrick Rose Bulls team. But growing up, like. I basically got into basketball just as Jordan retired the first time. Like the first game that I remember watching was uh, when the Bulls beat the Suns in 1993. Like John Paxson hits the three and the Bulls win. And that's like my first like visceral memory of the NBA because I was like six, I guess. And then I got super into basketball as Jordan retired. And then when he came back, I was like all in. So I remember that season, like 94, 95, when there were all these like rumblings of like, is he going to come back? They even showed the clip in the last dance where like Pippen points the little jump man on his shoe and does like a, you know, come yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember that. And so that I think that game is something that sticks out to me as like when Jordan came back to be able to watch that as a, I guess I was eight, like as an eight year old. Um, 
was like the coolest thing in the world to me. And then we immediately went to India for a month where I couldn't watch any basketball. (laughs) It was such bad timing. Like Jordan came back, I want to say it was like April 19th, 1995. And then we left for India like a week later and I couldn't find out anything about basketball and it was like killing me. Damn, like there was no internet like there is now, yeah. No, No, I would, there's no way. I think back to the times I've been to Pakistan when I was younger. Absolutely no way. Like, I'm proud of myself for doing that because if the internet existed and I went now, my mom's village has no internet. They still, we're still <laughs> sleeping on, like, there's no way that I would get, I'd be like dying. I'd be like, there's no way. I, I can't, I have to leave. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I must know what's happening on Twitter. Um, yeah. No, I, I like to ask that because I feel like with comedy too, like, um, like, obviously, like, there's moments that like we strive for that are like the championship moments. Um, and I want to know like what that would be for you guys, whether it's like winning, I don't know, like an Oscar, like if that is like your trajectory or goal or, or being on like the comedy version of like a Bulls team, whatever TV show that means for you. But what would be like your moment? Hmm. Damn. I'm on with a deep ass question. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna start inviting. <laughs> I'm gonna start inviting men I have crushes on, and then be like, "So, what do you want? What are your life goals?" <laughs> and see Where do you see it. yourself in five years? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they're like not with you, and I'm like, okay, cool. Anyway. <laughs> you want me to take this one first, Ubi? You want to go? Yeah, go for it, Adam. I mean, I feel like my my goals and what I, I want for myself is always changing. But I think as somebody who got into this because of stand up and, and like, Oh, I feel like I, I'll always love that more than anything else. I think the idea of like having that first real special, whether it was like, you know, a Netflix special or a comedy, whatever, whatever it might be, just like having gotten to the point where you've like waited it out long enough and worked your ass off long enough that you finally have that moment. Um, where like it's your name on the huge in like huge letters behind you. I think that that to me, it's not it's not necessarily the pinnacle because there's other things that I want to do. Like we would all love like the you know the Rami trajectory where like you get big in stand up and then you win a fucking Golden Globe. But yeah, um, <laughs> you know I I think yeah something something like that that just would be like a kind of like a vindication of like I've I'm glad I stuck this out because now it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, if I, honestly, if I can make money off of comedy, like, the, like, we all have been through this, right? Like, we're, I, we all have jobs in different places and stuff like that. And we just never know. And I think that for me, monetarily, that's where, that's where, like, the championship is, right? Because where mm-hmm. I see what I, my big championship goal would be to buy my mom a house like (laughs) like once I get that like that's it that's all I that's all I fucking care about yeah and whatever it is that brings me to that goal so be it (laughs) oh I like that I I feel the same way as like a like I think I always like when I first started stand-up I was like I really like and I still do I really want a fucking special that'd be really cool I still think it's gonna take like 10 years but it's like worth, it's, it's just like the time that you put in, it's going to take time. And like, just like any athlete or anything, like you just have to really put the hours and the time into it. Um, which I know with a lot of new people who come into stand up, or maybe it's like everyone, but within like the first two years, you're like, when am I going to be famous? <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then you're like, oh, this takes so much work. 
and I hate myself, um, which is good. It's, I'm pretty sure Jordan and everyone else have felt, has like felt that, and then they just kept going. Um, but yeah, I, I also, I would love to like make sure that my parents don't have to work as hard. Um, and I could do that with like a day job that's like probably good because I went to grad school, but it's like, that's not what makes me happy. I exactly. like, I, yeah, I like hate my job. I literally am on vacation right now. And there's nowhere for me to go, but I took days off. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't do work this week. I'm going to be on vacation. Um, so I think that's like a, that's like important. And like, I, that's why like even looking at the, or th thinking about the documentary and like how, um, was it like Steve Kerr, like enjoying like their relationships with their dads and like what they wanted mm -hmm. for their families. There's so many, there's so much like overlap between celebrities who also want to do that. Or any, like anyone is just like, I want to make sure that my parents, my family is set and I like appreciate that shit. And I also want that. Yeah. Zuby, yeah. that's like an, that's like an NBA ass dream right there. I'm about it really my is. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly should have become a basketball player <laughs> is what I'm hearing. No, I wish I was like, like uh, athletic at all. Did you, guys did you play, play basketball? Yeah. I was going to say. No. Not even like, oh, I did see, I, uh, Zuby posted an Instagram story of her trying to right. shoot and it I, seemed sad. I didn't know that. <laughs> it was really bad. Um, I, my brother plays, uh, I'm trying to get my brother to, to play at his school, but he's currently on a, on the football team. I mean, with the pandemic, he's really not on any team, but <laughs> in his heart, but he I was, I was telling him that he should do basketball instead of football because like, first of all like the whole head injury thing with football I'm not about that like I'll you know um and basketball to me is just like the better sport so <laughs> yeah. sorry to if I offend anyone <laughs> it absolutely no. is yeah <laughs> it is yeah so Adam, I'm trying to get play? my brother to play so, but I never really did I, yeah. I played like on the playground after school and stuff like that but that was yeah it was never serious um, yeah <laughs> I, I played I yeah, that oh, was you like are my... wearing a youth basketball shirt, right? Is that, <laughs> is that... <laughs> no? This is an, this is an adult shirt. It's an okay. adult. Shirt. Um, yeah, I played. The, I was like uh, obsessed with basketball, uh, like playing basketball. It, it kind of went hand in hand with my interest in the NBA. Like at that age, like you know, seven, eight years old. I my literally my well, dream was like wanna... I'm going to be the first, yeah, I'm gonna be the first Indian, the first Indian NBA player. Which I think there's been a guy, is there someone from like Pakistan or something who played for the Kings, like that really big dude? Wait, hold up. Is there? Because I would have been all over he that. He wasn't good. He, was, he wasn't good. He was just like physically large. Wait, um, you know that I don't actually know if there's been a South, there has to be a South Asian basketball player, right? There's been like one, but he wasn't good. But but the point is like, we haven't had our Jeremy Lin. No. Like, I, right. That would be so dope. Like there's the, the first ever Indian player to win in the first round in the US Open in tennis. Just happened like yesterday and i was super pumped about it like it just we haven't seen that much of that and so that was like in my in my head i would like envision you know the bulls announcer introducing me with all the other uh the other oh other that's right then, then i then i realized i would max out at six one and uh <laughs> things things changed a bit so i i transitioned to uh to tennis but yeah i was good i mean i'm still i would say i'm still like a good player like if i when back when we were allowed to, there was like a weekly run with a bunch of comics that, that I would play. And I feel like I would always be like one of the better players there, but not anything. Was that with like Dan Yang and Yeah. Dan yeah. Dan's pretty good. Yeah, I played I um play at Brower Park 
And sometimes, because mm-hmm. he's my neighbor, so like we like hang out a lot. Sometimes I'm like, Dan, come shoot around with me. And he can like, he can shoot from properly and far. And then I'm just like, hey. Um, <laughs> I refuse to play an actual game because I've seen the guys like play and shoot. And I'm like, I don't, I can't compete. I'll play horse though. That is, yes. yeah. I actually, um, recently the guys at the bar that I usually hang out with were like, yeah, we all play together. And I was like, can we warm up with horse? And then can I leave? And they said, yes. So we, <laughs> How about knockout? Would you play knockout? Is knockout, wait, knockout's when you both shoot at the same time, right? Is yeah, that- like someone shoots behind you and you're, you're trying to like, yeah, Make I hate that shit. No, <laughs> I lose. My, like every time, like Dan and I like shot at the same time. I was like, "You motherfucker!" Like it was gonna go in. Yeah, um, I can't wait. There hasn't been a South Asian, or there was like one. I like completely. Um, I haven't even thought about that. I want to like Adam. It seems like you might be looking it up, but I am damn, looking it up. Yeah. We need we need yeah. um, our boys to be taller. Be yeah, how old is your brother? He's not that tall though. He's a little shorty. That's but fine. That's tall. But how um how old is your brother? He's fifteen. He's, okay, so he, we gotta like do five, like four now. Or okay, five, we five. have to do like ten hour uh, trainings. A I just stretch him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check check this dude out. I just sent you a link. In the chat. Seven oh. five Indian man. What? Oh, Sim Bular. Yeah, I mean he's bad. I mean he's he was not a good player. Seven. That is He's not playing anymore. No, he played like briefly for the Sacramento Kings. It says undrafted. Uh, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> like he didn't get drafted out of college, so he wasn't one of the like fifty, uh, you know, players to go to the oh, NBA draft. So okay, he okay. he played for the Kings for like you know a couple of weeks and then bounced around. Um, if you look at his career history, he played in like Reno and then like you know D League teams and and in I think Taipei and all over the place. He's still playing apparently mm-hmm. in. Yulon. Yulon in seven Taiwan. Five. Yeah. Oof. There's to be seven five. I assume that like you do live a very long life. I feel like there's your heart no. must be like super big. I don't. Well, we need Probably another not, guy. Yeah. That's gonna be my yeah. goal now. After this podcast, I'm gonna recruit the next best Indian or Pakistani kid. I'm gonna go Bengali home, kid. and my brother's gonna be missing. Gonna... A, a mama kidnap my brother. <laughs> You're gonna million dollar arms. You're gonna million dollar arms, Zuby's brother. Oh yeah, <laughs> Adam. If you want to train, if you guys both want to get a, get together and train my brother, I'm down for it. Oh God, I'd be the worst I would coach. Love that. Yeah, Adam could do it. I think he'd be. Then you could be like, you could write a a poem to whoever your new favorite basketball player is. To Sim. To Sim Bula. To Sim, yeah. <laughs> Um, wait, have you guys ever um, like cried over a basketball game? Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. You're the first. You're yeah. the first person to openly admit it because everyone else kind of gone around it. They're like, well, oh, you know, please. there were other things going on in my life, and I was like, yeah, and like <laughs> this was like a big thing for like I would get very emotional. I remember I like like I broke a remote one time, and that was a huge deal in the Mamawala household. Wait, uh, was like, not, was, was it good. a regular season game? Was it playoff? Regular season game. <laughs> oh, true fan. <laughs> it was one of the one of the ten losses in their seventy-two and ten season when they lost to the Denver Nuggets, who Oof. sucked. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it was. I, I threw I threw the remote across the room, intending to hit the couch, but we had one of those cheap ass couches with like the really hard arms. 
and I hit the arm and it just shattered. <laughs> and I remember I had to go, this was at like 11 at night. I had to go like wake up my parents and be like, mom. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> oh but yeah, I, I cried. My, my most distinct memory of crying over a basketball game was um, when Jordan came back and they lost in the playoffs, like when they lost in the magic uh, to the magic that year. Um, I was just so like the idea that Michael Jordan even could lose in the playoffs was something that I hadn't even like entertained. Yeah. That would actually, that, that would make me, cause especially cause you're like, wow, like this person's back and you're mm-hmm. going to put everything, like all your hopes and dreams on them. But yeah, I think that yeah. would get me to, cause I've cried. Um, I've like fake prayed Cause I don't know if I believe in anything, but sometimes I've been like, Oh God, please let them win. I need yeah. a win. But then I'm like, wait, I'm not playing. Maybe I just need to win somewhere else in my life and not this game. <laughs> it feels wait, who are you? Who are you a fan of? Amala? Honestly, for a while, I didn't really have a team. Like I was like for the Kings for a really long time. And then I moved to Boston and Providence. And then mm-hmm. I hated the Celtics so much and like when I was in Providence I was teaching and I kind of like I stopped caring about everything like sports like I just like was so ingrained in like teaching and I hated my job so much Mm -hmm. um and then really recently I started to like basketball again and I was like what team do I root for like I'm back in New York I hated the Celtics I was always on every a lot of the guys I dated in the New England area would try to bring me to Celtics games yeah it's like oh like oh, yes i'm gonna go for the basketball absolutely but i'm not gonna root for them <laughs> um so yeah i think right now, honestly i'm i've joined the bucks bandwagon but i would say like i'm gonna try to have like the nets be my team for the next it's a good time to get on board yeah and i think like i like them they're fine they're they're getting better I I, yeah i don't think i ever cried over a game but I do remember being really upset for some reason when Jason Kidd was traded to the Nets <laughs> and I think at that time it was Brooklyn Nets no it was New Jersey oh, that New time. Jersey Nets was it New Jersey oh you know what it was it was like I think that it switched from Brooklyn to New Jersey and that's why I was upset because I was like I want Jason Kidd for Brooklyn oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he was traded to the New Jersey Nets well, they they became the Brooklyn Nets uh, after, in like 2012 or something like that. Yeah, oh, because Jason Kidd was on those that. really good New Jersey Nets teams with like, they only would have people whose names started with K. It was like Jason Kidd, Kenyon Martin, Keith Van Horn, Carrie Kittles. Like if your name didn't have a K, they weren't fucking with you. Wow. Like KKK. Yay. <laughs> um, well, when's the last time you cried in general, not because of basketball? And if you haven't, is there something that you wish you could easily cry about? Hmm. I cried um, like two weeks ago. Oh no, no. Like a week ago, I had my therapist appointment. <laughs> and I feel so like dumb crying in front of her, but like I'm like, <laughs> no, that's what she's there for. Yeah, that probably makes her feel good that, like, that she's doing her job well. <laughs> My therapist tries to make me cry, and I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> she's like, we got to figure out what's holding you back. <laughs> I think that's fine. I think it's like a normal, yeah. I think with, with my therapy sessions, I'm like, 
Um, I tried to do my home. I tried to do homework before my therapy session. So I'm like, what is wrong with me? Let me tell that to my therapist. I do the same thing. It's insane. <laughs> we're so, we're so like such overachievers as brown people. But I was like, actually, I Googled um, what this could be. And I think, I think she hates me. But then she pulled, she pulled one out, like pulled like a new thing on me. And she was like, you have, you do a lot of irrational thinking. I was like, I do. <laughs> and then you single, just start to single sob. tear. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, I cried so much. It was just one tear dripping you know, down. Yeah. When you think like, I, I don't know, like she was like explaining what irrational thinking is. And I'm just like, oh, I guess I do do that a lot because I'm just like, in the back of my head will like randomly think of a person and be like, wow, ah, they probably hate me. I'm like, but why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why would you think that a person hates you? You just haven't spoken to them for like seven years. <laughs> <laughs> this is now becoming uh, a therapy session. This is good. No, I don't, I don't think you should ever feel bad about crying in front of your therapist. I mean, that's like, I, I imagine they take it as a compliment, honestly, yeah. in some ways, like, not to, not to get too blue on your podcast, Mama, but it's like <laughs> I imagine a therapist seeing somebody crying. It's like when when like a sexual partner like makes you come. It's like that's the whole point. Like that's what that we're is. here to do. I I've done my job. That. Good. I've done my job. Great. Like I yeah, <laughs> you're just like hell yeah. <laughs> I just feel bad because I'm like I don't want to waste your time. <laughs> I just I want to get this out. <laughs> I was like, did I? That was a good say fake cry. That was good. <laughs> hire me you guys <laughs> <laughs> um i my the last time i can remember crying was like a month and a half ago when my when my parents brought me back up to new york oh because uh, well what happened was like i was with them for four months which is a long time and then they like drove me back up and dropped me off and i think just like it's not, it's like dramatic, but just like given the context of everything that's going on and my parents are in good health, but like they're in their sixties. I think something about them dropping me off and then being like, I literally don't know when I'm going to see these people again was like mm -hmm. getting to me. And then of course I posted it. You probably saw it, but like my mom posted this like lengthy Facebook post about like, we're so grateful that our son stayed with us. And, all, and like, I was already feeling kind of forlorn after they left and just like getting used to being back here. And then she posted that and I was like, that's not fair. Like I just like <laughs> lost it immediately. I feel like you've had really good parent content during the quarantine. Like you had that show so, with yeah. your dad. Like, so it was nice. <laughs> Monday, it was nice Mondays to with Maksud. Yeah, it was yeah. actually really nice to see that because a lot of people went back home and they were like, my parents suck. And I was like, you're back home. Be respectful. I was like, this is why yeah. I stayed in New York. I was like, I knew I couldn't be home for too long. Do you know, um, you know, Julia Shiplet, right? Yes. Yeah. She had, she posted this really funny thing about like, basically making fun of the fact that everyone's like bitching about their parents all day online as their parents are like doing laundry for them, yeah. cooking them every <laughs> meal. Like, uh, no, I feel like you both have good crying moments. I cry. I actually do cry a lot. Um, this week was because I got my period, so I was really emotional, um, which is also why I like didn't shower the last two days. So today I will, though, <laughs> for the people listening. Yay. Um, but yeah, no, I think crying is so healthy, and that's why like I love seeing when players cry because I'm like, good, you deserve it. Like you've gone mm -hmm. through so much. I you probably like held it in, um, yeah. and even like like thinking about some of the player dynamics, like even from the Jordan doc, like. Steve Kerr and Jordan didn't even like talk about their fathers like 
like death, which was like pretty similar respectively. So I'm just like, these like men in general, like hold so much in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then brown people hold so much in. So that combination well, is not great. One, one thing that was, uh, <laughs> it's pretty bleak, but I'll give you another like crying memory from this year. I did a week of shows in LA and I got there on Friday, January 24th and Kobe died a day and a half later. So Wait, I was in, uh, I was in LA that whole I was week. with, yeah. Um, we did oh yeah, you were together. out there too. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and um, it was so, I like, that was really rough. That He died on We did birthday. a show that night. We did, I we mean, did, yeah, yeah, that Sunday. Um, and I don't know if you, did you have a chance to go down like to the Staples Center when you were there? Um, I didn't. I was also, because I had landed on the 26th. Like I had literally as I landed and it was my birthday. So I was like, wow, like this is going to be a good year. I like, you know, I'm alone, but like I'm going to LA. And then I got the like everyone on the plane was like, oh my God. And like people were like really upset. And I like turned on my phone. It was like, and I thought it was a joke. And then I was just so deep because Kobe Bryant, honestly, is the reason like watching Kobe Bryant when I was younger is like the reason I Mm -hmm. fell in love with basketball um but yeah I was I forgot that we were on that same show and I remember yeah yeah yeah. I remember being like I really hope comedians aren't gonna be assholes about this shit because sometimes we're assholes about everything that show was actually really fun and I didn't know how it was gonna go Um, same but yeah there was definitely like you talk about like the fact like men men don't cry openly like when I, I went down there to the you know shrine essentially I don't know that I've ever been in a place where I saw more grown men just like openly weeping. It was very powerful. Um, Cause there were like thousands of people there. Yeah. And I had never seen anything quite like that. And I think Bryant was drafted in 1996 when I was in like fifth grade and his career spanned from when I was in fifth grade until after I graduated college. So my, any memory that I have of basketball involves him being part of basketball. Yeah, And I think that's why for so many of us who are like around this age, it was like, I feel like a huge like chunk of my life is just like gone all of a sudden. Uh, well, um, yeah, no, I'm really glad that I saw you that day because I remember feeling like very like alone and like sad. And I was like crying yeah. in my Airbnb. It's like, this is so deeply upsetting. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, Kobe Bryant was like really influential and this year, this year started off really shitty. And then that was the moment. Yeah. Literally, that was like, we, we had like three weeks of 2020 being okay. And then Kobe died and everything just continued going to shit. Like really rapidly. That's when people were just like, oh, there's this virus. Uh, oops, it's here. <laughs> um, uh, well, um, we're almost at, I don't know, like 50 minutes, maybe 45. I don't keep track of time well. But um, I was going to ask my final question. Um, which is, uh, you know, we talked about loving sports, loving certain basketball players, but what's one thing that you love about yourself and what's one thing you admire about um, each other? Because you're both on the same team on this podcast. (laughs) Wow. You can take Uh, your time. (laughs) What's one thing that I love about myself? We're gonna to need to work on this in your next therapy session. It shouldn't take you this long. <laughs> to think of something you love it's about taking yourself. too long. Or maybe I'm just thinking of so many things, Adam. You have no That's idea. True. <laughs> That's true. She's like, I have a really long list. <laughs> um, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll, do you want me to start? 
go ahead. Okay. Um, I think one, one thing that I love about myself is that I think I'm somebody who like makes, like, I, I feel like I'm someone who like, uh, cares about people in like a, in a genuine way where if I see somebody or even if it's somebody that I, like, I don't know that well and they're having a hard time, like I always try to be that person to reach out to them or, or say like, Hey, if you want to talk and you know, let me know. And it's not a formality. It's like quite literally, here's my number. If you like, if you need someone to talk to, let me do that for you. So I think I'm somebody who's like pretty empathetic. So I think that's a quality that I like in myself. And as, as far as Zuby, what I like about Zuby, other than being a, prof a professional fun, fun bringer, um, <laughs> I think that's kind of, it, that kind of speaks to like what I, what I think of you is that like, you're somebody who, whenever I like, back when we used to be able to do this, like if I would run, run into you somewhere, we were like at the same social event or same show, I was always like very excited to see you. And I think that that, that just like speaks to the kind of like energy that you have, that you're somebody who just makes situations more enjoyable. And like, you're somebody who like, it's fun to be around you. And I think you make other people feel, feel good as well. Oh, thank oh, you. Yeah. Even when you grill me about how Indian I am at your show. <laughs> That was just for fun. <laughs> um, I don't know. What, one thing I guess that I love about myself is that I, I kind of am a, like a ride or die. Like I, I go hard for my people and, you know, I have a lot of love and support for, for people that I believe in and, you know, will be with them forever. Unless they do something wrong. <laughs> a warning. In which case they're dead to you. Yeah. <laughs> In which case I'm just like, I've forgotten about you already. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck up and you'll always have me at, on your team. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and one thing that I love about Adam is that he's, he, he's very comforting. Every, and that's, that's one thing um, I'll say is that whenever I'd see you at like a show or anything like that, I'd, I'd just feel way like, you know, in those situations at a show, no matter how long you've been doing comedy for, it's very anxiety inducing. Um, and every time I'd see Adam, I'd feel like a little more relaxed and comforted. So, yeah. Yay. Well, I think you both are really good people who deserve and will get everything that you want. Um, which I'm excited for because I'll be like, I know that person. I actually know them. It's not just a... Well, we, we feel the same about you. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Um, Amama no. and Adam, you two are two of the people that I, that I will ride or die for. for Unless sure. we fuck up. <laughs> yeah. funny, you, know, you know what's funny, Amama? Don't the touch people's butts that don't want to be <laughs> touched. Okay? <laughs> the first time I met Amama, I, I feel like it was at some like bar show in Brooklyn. And... I wanted to say something to you, but I was like, I don't know how I can say this without it seeming like I'm hitting on this person because that wasn't the intention. But when I saw your name, I was like, man, if we got married, that would be a you, fucking yeah. nightmare. <laughs> well, it's really funny. It's like, um, a mama, so, mama, wala, wala is the yep. most unreasonable name. <laughs> so there was someone else who, it was at Halyards and I forget who it was, but they were like, Hey, you know, Adam, mama, wala. And I knew it was coming. And they were like, <laughs> if you guys got together and i was like yep just say it They're like a mama mama wala. i was like yep nope you could have said it because someone i think before um i officially met you because i did a show in boston i think you were there mm -hmm. um and i remember being like oh that dude's really funny um but 
yeah, someone when I moved here, and it was at, definitely on Halyards because nowhere else would that happen. They were like, "Did the combine the names?" I was like, "All right, yeah, I got it." So. <laughs> Wait, I'm so dumb because I never realized. It's because you're brown and you know what names are like, and you know, like people make fun of names so much that you're like, "I'll I'll let this be. I'm not gonna." I get. Yeah. Also, like I don't think um, I know any women who are taking their husbands' last names anymore. It's true. That's so true. Occasionally, or you'll see like a hyphenated situation. Yeah. But that can really, if you have a long last name, the hyphenated yeah. is just outrageous. No. Yeah. Then, then the back of your jersey looks like a tentacumpo. It's just like, there's too much going on here. <laughs> I know. I can, I, it took me so long to pronounce his name properly. I was like, this is, if I was an announcer for the basketball games, I would have fucked up constantly. It'd have been like, well, this, uh, you know what? Never mind. So we call him by his first name. <laughs> oh, mama, which NBA player are you going to marry? Oh my God, this is such a great question. Thank you for asking. Um, I, <laughs> if you I, say Tyler Hero, I'm leaving the, I'm leaving the <laughs> I actually I think, don't. Can I pick someone for you? Sure, yeah, you pick someone. I think Damian Lillard would be great with you. Okay. This he is seems like than, such a, he, what, better than what you were gonna say. Bassam and Dan Yang were like, I said some, I forgot who I said. They were like, no, no, he's too good. You deserve, <laughs> and they, they just, it was funny, Bo but bon. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take Lily. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, he's just, like, so, like, I feel like he's got, like, a good head on his shoulders, you know? Yeah. I would, and he's a good I, player. He's a good and player. cute as hell. I Who are you going to say, Mama? Oh, God, I was going to say um, someone like, like, Blake Griffith or something. <laughs> it's like, he's funny. He seems, like, goofy as hell. But then I was like, no, it's not. He's barely even. He's done. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I love J.J. Reddick. I don't think we would be good together. He's super white. <laughs> um, you know what? It's whatever the universe gives me, unless it's someone um, who's, like, six seven. Or seven five, I mean to say, whoever uh, Sim Bular. You hear that, Sim? <laughs> Amama's not moving to Taiwan for you. Nope. <laughs> Maybe if <laughs> this country continues to go shit. Um, <laughs> but thank you both so much. I want you guys to plug. Where can people find you um, if you have anything coming out? Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Damzoob. That's D A M N Z O O B. Uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram. It's just my name, Adam Mamawala. Uh, Adam spelled like Adam and Mamawala, M-A-M-A-W-A-L-A. And uh, if you're listening to this, that means you like sports. And I have two uh, sports podcasts. So if you like baseball, uh, check out the Away Games podcast at Away Games Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and also a basketball podcast that mostly doesn't have to do with basketball called Horse. Uh, it's all about like the fun, weird parts of basketball, but not like stats and all that business. So um, that's at horse hoops on instagram and horse underscore hoops on twitter yay and um i'll definitely shout out your basketball podcast on um, our instagram and thank you so much for listening please be sure to rate and review thank you so much for listening to inside the bubble you can find us on spotify itunes or wherever you get your podcasts and please be sure to rate and review